Hello and welcome everyone to the VGC Trainer School podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. And a very happy new year to everyone out there welcoming in 2023. We are here with episode number five. We took a bit of a winter holiday break, so hopefully you didn't miss us too much. But we are back with an exciting start to the new year. I have with me a couple co-hosts. I, of course, am Jake, and I'm very excited to introduce them to you all. So first off, we have Tony. It's been a little bit since we've had you on, but I'm very glad to see you. How's it going? How is prepping for San Diego? It is the bane of my existence, and I'm happy to be back. Um, yeah, no, uh, prepping for San Diego right now is definitely difficult. Um, but I'm also pretty sure it's just going to be a lot of Tatsudozos, so that'll be that'll be fun, right? Right? Yeah, I think so. Um, it'll be interesting to see how people try and counter the mirror because I think there will be a lot of Tatsugiri and Dondozo out there. Maybe some sand sprinkled in here and there and maybe some Annihilate for sure. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tony. Very happy to have you back on the podcast. Uh, you've been on a couple episodes so far. Something that, we, that has not been on any yet, a newcomer to the show, we have Tyler. Welcome in, Tyler. We're very happy to have you. So, Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, how you've been with Pokemon, your background there, just a little bit of everything and what's going on. Thank you very much for having me on, first of all. I appreciate it. Um, so currently I'm on the ladder grind, just trying to get to Master Vault here before the season ends. I've only got a couple of days left. It's actually my first official ladder climb. Not only am I new to the podcast, I'm also new to VGC. I've been playing Pokemon casually for about 23 years, but I didn't really know what VGC was until January of 2022, which I think was around the same time Legends Arceus came out. My friend Chris introduced me to it, and we spent that interim of time practicing uh, in the, uh, the, the private rooms in BDSP. He was so willing to teach me and help me develop my current skills and strategies, and I honestly can't thank him enough for that. So big, big shout outs to him. That's great. Yeah. And Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl had a lot of pretty cool Pokemon that weren't available in Sword and Shield that are now seeing pretty good play in the Scarlet and Violet meta, such as Hariyama, Reloom, and I think even Murkrow. Mm -hmm. We're all are all certainly seeing a lot of play here in VGC. So uh, very cool to get into it there. And um, like I said, welcome to the show. We're very happy to have you. So for today, we are going to cover a little bit of news in the world of VGC and then look at Pokemon in 2023. New year, new generation with new challenges and new exciting feats that I'm sure are going to be accomplished by many of people out there. So we're just going to dive into 2023 to see what we're looking forward to and maybe even some Okay, resolutions that we have for ourselves. But let's kick off with the news first off. So, Tony, since you're going to San Diego, do you want to cover this first news story, please? So, yeah, the first North America Regionals is actually in uh, San Diego, which is kind of cool because that's where I'm from anyways. 
so it's basically like going down the road. One thing to note is that the battles will take place in the Union Circle, uh, not like a link battle. So that's definitely interesting. I, I really don't know the purpose of it, but it's probably for ease of life. I think what was happening in some of the side events for previous regionals is that there may have been some disconnects that were happening with just the regular tr battle links, like the the link codes that were being used. I was actually uh, watching a tournament earlier today. I think it was the Iron League. And that happened in either the uh, the finals or the semifinals. They used the, uh, the link battle code and they got in and they sent out their leads and then they disconnected. And so fortunately, they had a gentleman's agreement between the uh, competitors that they would just use the same leads again. But I'm sure that, you know, the Pokemon company would not want that to happen on a much larger scale, like a regional tournament. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially since they don't want that to be broadcast out to like the millions of people that are going to be watching it on YouTube. Um, but also just because there is a lot on the line outside of just prizes and money and whatnot, championship points are on the line for sure so speaking of tyler uh what is the news with the championship points for this year so the championship points have actually dropped a little bit so for the master's division it's going to be now 300 cp it's a decrease from uh, 2018 and 2019 worlds uh, where you needed 400 cp for a master's end fight for me personally i like the lower number it's a little bit lower tier to hit uh, it's a little bit more achievable in my eyes, but we'll see how it all plays out later on. Yeah, I think it's a good idea for them to do this. I mean, they definitely wanted to give people a chance to play the game and complete it since they did know that it was a pretty arduous and longer process to be able to do so. And they didn't want to have VGC at some of the regionals that have already happened. So dropping it by 100, I think, is is nice because especially since 2020 to 2022 was what, like 500 CP was needed for Worlds or something insane like that. So. Um, I think this is a good move for them, for sure. What do you think, Tony? I'm hoping that they uh, bring back, re or not regionals, locals. I'm hoping that they bring back locals because traveling is like probably the biggest expense for playing VGC. Like I said, I'm lucky that San Diego is the first stop since it's like, I know exactly where it is. It's right down the road. But I, I know the cl next closest one to me is like Oregon. And I'm just like, oh, well, I guess I have time to save up. But uh, I really hope that they do bring locals back. I don't know how much CP locals give even. I think some do like 10 and 20, but it, I think it would definitely help. And it will also be nice to have a more local group to play with consistently, too. I'm excited for it. It's funny you mentioned locals. I actually have a quick story. I realize that you could find locals um you know people that were playing pokemon in the area i think this was back in like gen 7 or something like that and i found a, a couple places that were relatively close to me and so they had their their email link so i reached out to them and i was like hey you know i'm really looking forward or i'm really interested in playing some you know pokemon uh, i understand that you know maybe you guys might be playing some vgc but i'm really more so focused in this in the singles this was back when you know they had the 60 minute timer and i wrote this like long email about you know coming out and what the you know what the feel and the vibe was <laughs> the person just responds back yeah we play tcg 
but we can teach you if you want. Um, but no one here has a, a Game Boy to be able to play with you. So I'm sorry about that. Or a 3DS, I guess. But hopefully there are some locals that pop up here and there. Apparently you can like apply to be a judge or something. And then you can start hosting tournaments on your own, which seems pretty cool. You know, it's crazy. Uh, the the first time I really got into VGC, uh, they're, I think they're called professors. And uh, it was at like a GameStop. And I was there with like, a couple of my friends who were like actually learning VGC. And uh, I met this guy. He was cool. Like uh, he was a professor. He did like a fire type gym thing. And then uh, I think a couple years later, I, I went to Anaheim Regionals, and he was one of the professors there. He's like, "Oh, hey, I remember." I'm like, "Oh, they get a they, they have to travel everywhere." Like, uh, well, the closest regionals they all get to go to, and they're all good. They all get to be judges there. So I wonder if he'll be at the next one. That'd be cool. A little blast in the past. But that's a perfect segue because what do professors do? Study data. That's right. And we're going to be able to do exactly that. Okay, maybe that was a little bit of a stretch. But um, in all seriousness, the Picolytics stats will be updating in the coming days since we are now in a new month. So we'll be able to get all of that delicious December data on EV spreads and abilities and moves and whatnot for some of the most popular Pokemon in the format. Because right now, Picolytics is, is nice, but it doesn't provide great information um, on some of the stuff that is is on here. Like, they don't really have moves or whatever, so um, I'll be really interested to look into that, and that's something that we'll be certainly covering on future episodes, in addition, maybe like a, a wrap-up with San Diego or something like that. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. That'll be That'll certainly be fun. But cool, that is the news. All very interesting, I'm sure. Very exciting. Let's switch gears and look at Pokemon in 2023. A very big topic, um, but we want to sort of break it down into what are you looking forward to? And also, what are some Poke resolutions that you have for yourself? So we have a list here. And we'll sort of just go around, maybe pick a handful, go back and forth um, around the around the circle here to figure out what we want to really talk about, what we are looking forward to the most of some of the stuff that is guaranteed to happen. And maybe some stuff that's like, it'd be great if it happened, because there could be some rumors or some theories out there of stuff that may or may not happen. So we'll see. So, uh, Tyler. Let's start with you. What is something that you are really looking forward to in 2023? Definitely home compatibility. I have had a shiny Earth Luna in PLA for so long that has just been waiting for her chance to shine. I was going to say no pun intended, but eh, that's kind of intended. That's so funny. I feel like that's what it, that's what it often is, right? It's like... I want to bring in the shiny or I want to bring in the stuff that's already perfect IV and EV train and stuff like that. Cause I don't have to do it again, but no, that's, that's cool. Ursa Luna is going to be such a beast. I, I, I'm waiting for that. Uh, besides Ursa Luna, I kind of want to see what, where, uh, the he swim Zoroark. Yeah. I, I want to see where that goes. I mean, normal ghost is like, that's a pretty crazy typing. I'm not excited for, the sister genie. I can't remember her name right now. Oh, you mean uh Enamorous? Enamorous. Yeah, that one. I'm I'm not excited for that one. I'm just, it's just gonna be the next broken thing. But Ursaluna and Zorua. Zorua. There's you know what? There's a lot of Z's 
and that yeah, surprises that and yet surprises we never got a pokemon c right it's a, it's a crime really is injustice mm-hmm. but i mean that that i i'm waiting to see the the heesrin come back because I, I feel like they're just going to be insane yeah they probably will uh so yeah so home connectivity i think is huge for sure um We'll definitely cover, you know, some of the major threats that are coming in with that. Because there's probably some stuff that we aren't even thinking about could be added in. Like, I think some of the past starters have been added in this way with uh, Swish. That's how we got Incineroar, correct? We do not speak of Incineroar until he comes back. Until right. then, right. let's not talk. Well, I'm not asking for it. I'm just saying I think <laughs> that's how we, we got it. That um, is That was the gateway to... Incineroar, sadly. No, no, no. He just he just doesn't get to come back. That'd be cool. Although I'm sure that some people would be like, no, Incineroar is great because of move compression and whatnot, or roll compression, I guess, like fake out intimidate. It would really do well in the meta right now. It's a balance mon. It helps you balance the game. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, but cool. Okay. Uh, let's see, uh, Tony. What is something else that you are looking forward to in 2023? Well, I'm I'm just waiting to see how how often the rule set changes. Actually, because I mean, the fact that the paradoxes aren't in, and you know, that was like that was kind of like a big thing. Of like, oh, the paradox. You know, there's the terrains and the you know the sunsetters, and I'm wondering if when they will introduce them like along with the quartet but um i'm wondering when they'll introduce it i'm wondering if dlc will happen soon and then if that would affect anything for this uh for this season i i really just want to see if the meta even evolves at this point because it seems like it's hitting that slow stop so i'm not super familiar with how the rule sets have evolved over time just because this is Scarlet and Violet is really my first Pokemon game that I'm that I'm fully entering VGC. You know, I caught the latter half of Sword and Shield, um, and I pretty much only saw series twelve and thirteen and the complete and utter chaos that they provided. Scarlet and Violet, right in the beginning, brought its own form of chaos when we didn't really know what the format was going to be yet, and so we had pretty much the full pokédex at our disposal you know what with the uh, the paradox mons and the ruinous quartet who i love by the way i don't feel like they get enough credit i'm really excited to see them come into play i'm not quite sure when it'll be i we can all just take guesses right i'm i'm hoping it'll be maybe like a series 3 series 4 situation start bringing in maybe just a, a couple paradox mons at a time and just open it up slowly. Yeah, I could see them doing something like that. I definitely liked the change that they had with Sword and Shield with having the different rule sets um, and, and seasons and series and whatnot. Because with previous generations, it would just be, yeah, for the next six months, you're playing one format. And that was a little stale, I think. But then some also would argue, well, you don't really get a healthy meta until, you know, two or three months in and that's when people really start to counter each other but i like being able to keep it fresh and by not having the ruinous quartet which i agree i think that they are such a cool group 
because that's one of the sickest names they've ever had. It'll be cool to see them get introduced here and there and, and keep going because it was a shame that there wasn't able to be more in-person events for Sword and Shield for some of the early, you know, Galarian-only Pokedex and, you know, DLC 1 and DLC 2. It was just like the only in-person events that we really got to see were just, or I guess, you know, for, for the 2020 season, it just went right to the restricted formats and the GS Cups. And I'm not really a fan of those, but... Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how the rule sets will change and how they'll they'll fare at regionals. And I think for me, that's that's what I'm most looking forward to because I want to go to a regional this year. I'm excited for them to come back. Um, I've never been to one before, so I think it'd be really, really cool to be able to go to one and also just see how the meta shifts here and there because it is always kind of funny where a new team will pop up because it won a regional and then everybody uses it for two or three weeks and then it gets countered and then the counter gets countered and then you just find your way back to the original team. And I think that's just so neat because it's also too, especially with open team sheet, I'm very curious to see how that's going to play in a tournament setting with the best of three in Swiss with everybody knowing everything that's going on. I I think there's just a lot that we're going to have to unpack there as the year goes on. Yeah, the open team sheet is definitely. I I wonder if they're gonna keep it, like, I, or if this is gonna be like, oh, this is the trial run. Like, let's see how this goes, because the what the previous one was closed team sheet. So I mean, this I I could see it being a trial run. Um, if it doesn't go well, or if it seems like it's like, uh, you know, people are upset. I wonder if that'll affect it at all. My own, my, I do have one concern for the. For the online ladder for ranked mode, I I do have one concern. If that's the only thing that changes, like oh, what was it? I think season uh series twelve went to thirteen during the world's time. I I don't really remember if that's correct, but I mean I wouldn't want it to be like oh the ranked mode is like oh you could use the the ruinous quartet now and then it's like but at regionals you can't and it's like oh well that's. That's the only thing I'm worried about with that. So you're essentially just afraid of the the series shifts on the ladder um, and the regionals not being able to keep up? Yeah, like, so, like, what I realize right now for, like, getting prep for regionals is the ladder is, like, cool to see what some people are using, but it's also, it, it's not prepping you for regionals exactly. Like, in, it's always like, oh, this is a cool way to test the team, see see how it works. But then it's like, it's also, it's never been best of three. So I'm kind of used to that part. But then it's like, oh, now it's like, this is closed team sheet. So everything is a surprise. And it's like, but it's not going to be like that at regional. So the ladder almost feels like, the the ranked ladder almost feels like it doesn't really matter as much. And it, it it's really hard to prep right now. So it I, I hope that if they do change the rules, they change it with the ranked ladder at the same time. But it's also like, I don't know, it, it's it's it feels weird trying to prep for this thing that you can't prep for unless you have friends. It does. And I think that's one of the best reasons to join our discord because we have what, you know, over 400 members or something like that with a lot of people who are in a similar boat and they want to be able to be better at that best of three open team sheet format, which you're right, you can't do on the ranked ladder. So being able to find you know, a handful, a dozen 
you know, a hundred people that are open to battle for, you know, do a best of three, best of five, something like that. I think that'd be really, that's going to be really fun. Um, I've even contemplated, you know, playing on showdown. If, you know, the person seems cool, right. Send them a message and chat, be like, Hey, do you want to do a best of three or something just to get a, a sort of feel of what that is going to be like? Because sometimes that game two adjustment or that game three adjustment is really pivotal to getting the win. You maybe lose game one, but then be like, Oh, I could have done something differently or you get hacked out and then you don't have the ability to fix it. Yeah. That's my issue right now. It's like, on the ladder, it's like, oh, I got demolished. But it's like, I wonder if that would have happened on game two. But then I have the issue. I don't, I hope this isn't a common issue, but it's an issue for me where, oh, I'm on the ladder. And then it's like, oh, I just got demolished by this rain team because I didn't expect a rain team. And it just like totally annihilated me. And then I'm just like, do I need to prep for a rain team now? Or would I won game two? Because I know what, I know what to expect. And then it's like, the same thing with showdown like ladder on cart and then a ladder on showdown are so opposite it's like like cart is all rental teams that's what it feels like to me it's like everything is a rental team that someone's seen either on like the polka pace bins or a cybertron or you know any of the polka tubers in general and then you go on showdown and then it's like this like wild wild west like this is armor rouge with weakness policy and palafin that flip turns into it and then it also has weak armor and it's like i'm not gonna see this in real life am i but it it was cool it's not prepping you for what you're going to go into so yeah having like joining our discord that definitely will probably it does help knowing that there are other players out there that want to learn it like that but if you don't have anyone, then it's like, oh, this is rough. Okay. So, yeah, I think those are all some really great things to look for in 2023. Do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about here? I do. Um, so I'm hoping with the DLCs, they can do some some quality of life improvements. Um, you know, as always, like, we're really excited to see new Pokemon. Uh, we're really excited to see how they shake up the meta. Um, I know when the uh, the DLCs came out for Sword and Shield, that ended up shifting a lot of things around. Um, me personally, I'm hoping they throw some more Paul Dayan forms at us. Um, I feel like they were a bit, I don't want to say lackluster, but they, they were definitely lacking on the Paul Dayan forms this go around. I think the only two that had Paul Dayan forms were Tauros, who got three different forms, and then Wooper. Now they did do the convergent forms with Wiglet and Toad School, but they're meant to be a separate Pokemon species. I, I guess it's just different. Um, I, I don't know. To me, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, chances are it's probably a duck. But I digress. As far as quality of life improvements are concerned, I, I really want to see zero IV bottle caps come into play. The VGC community has been clamoring for that for a long time. It just makes competitive building for your teams a lot easier. Um, and then something else that I would really like to see is like a shard converter. You know, we're all doing a lot of terror raids trying to grind out these shards and it's very tedious. And we end up with a lot of extra terror shards that we frankly just don't need. So if there's some sort of converter where I could, I could plug in 50 random shards that I don't want and then get 50 out that I do need for a certain Pokemon, that would be amazing. 
yeah, those would all be really great. And just for the record, no DLC has certainly been confirmed as of yet. This is all just something that we'd like to see happen. Um, but there is some precedent for it since Sword and Shield were released in 2019 and then DLC for it was released in 2020 of June of the following year. So um, it is certainly something that we that we could see. And when they did release the Isle of Armor, it provided a lot of quality of life improvements, such as the Gigantamax soup, which would allow you to change any Pokemon to that Gigantamax form when it Dynamaxed, as well as the NPC on that random island out in the ocean that allowed you to reset your EVs entirely. So I would love to see some additional quality of life improvements. I think that, you know, body, rusty bottle cap idea or a shard converter would would be certainly great. And something that has often been talked about was the ability to change the Pokeball that a Pokemon is in through something else, right? Like um, if you caught it in your in a great ball, but you're just like, I don't really want it in a great ball. I'd love to put it in a heavy ball or something. Then you could, you know, pay some money and then have that convert. I think that'd be super cool. It does not add anything at all to the game except just for aesthetics. But um, I'd be very interested to see what they could come up with because it certainly seems that they want to make getting into competitive as easy as possible, but also take breeding out of the game as much as possible as well, right? Like it's, you know, for only $20,000 to be able to buy a bottle cap and you can get all of the, the Terra raids to find the specific Pokemon that you want. Um, you can get patches for abilities. You can get the ability capsules that drop in raids. I mean, they certainly want you to be able to just catch something in the overworld or in a raid and then be able to use it online. So I think it's certainly possible that we can see something cool like that for sure. Well, awesome. Um, I think that that's all some great stuff to look forward to in 2023. I am very interested to see what they what they showcase. And if it's nothing at all, I think that that's also fine because I could see Scarlet and Violet having a pretty long life with what they're doing with these specialty raids of releasing Charizard and Cinderace and maybe some others in the future. So, you know, I'm very excited for it for sure. But of course we won't know until the very last moment because that's what Pokemon likes to do. Um, I think for me, just sort of a little side event or side thing that we're doing. Um, I am curious to see how some draft league content is going to go with Terra with terrestrialization. It is certainly adding a, very fascinating gimmick for for draft leagues and how that all gets handled since you can have an entire team that is weak to one specific type if you want and then just Terra to be able to correct that and then go from there so i think that's going to be cool for you know individual communities to start to build up their own meta and have some draft league stuff going on so i think 2023 is going to be very very exciting for sure for pokemon a lot to look forward to even possibly some DLC that we might see. Who knows what's going to happen come February 27th for Pokemon Day this year. I think that's going to be really cool. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. It's, it's funny that you mentioned a draft league, actually. I just won one. I just won a, I just won a draft league battle today. It's pretty cool. You know, I don't know if my opponent is here. He might be. He might be the host. Not sure. Yes, yes. Uh, Tony did beat me and Spicer also um, today. We were a team and we lost. It was uh, very well prepped by by Tony and his partner, Sempra, uh, who's also been on the pod recently. So GG's to them for sure. And uh, 
you know, we'll get you next time, I think. Uh, so switching gears into some resolutions that we have. So obviously you have your New Year's resolution to, you know, get in shape, eat healthy, read some more books, drink water, what have you. I think the same kind of stuff can be said for Pokemon. So some Poke resolutions that we have that you want to either accomplish or really focus on or improve upon or just you know, set a goal for yourself. We'll just go around. We'll say one that we have, you know, dive into a little bit and then keep going. So, Tony, we'll start with you. Yeah. So uh, the, my Poke resolution is uh, I, I really just want to finish a tour. I, I, I know it'll probably take a lot of time but i i do think i'm i'm at the point in my life where this is going to be my last season of playing actual competitive vgc wanting to go to regionals and like you know trying to live my childhood dreams of becoming the pokemon master um so i do really want to finish a tour i i want to just give it all and i know that's one of my issues is like once you lose, you're kind of like, oh, do I really want to keep doing this? And it's like, I, I want to get through that. Yeah, I think that's that's awesome. I hope you can. Tyler, you got one? I do indeed. So it seems pretty general. You know, I just, I want to take risks this year. Um, I want to take chances. I want to put myself out there in the VGC realm to like just truly discover if I can sink or swim. And along with that, I just want to add, you know, for anybody that's, new or to vgc or for anybody that's just you know trying something new for the first time that's unrelated like don't ever let fear or insecurity stop you from trying those new things and you know all you have to do really is just believe in yourself and do what you love and the rest is just going to follow suit that was very inspirational i like that i think that we can all you know take some more risks for me i know this is probably something that like you know, thousands and thousands of people have done, but I want to get master ball rank every season this year. I actually never did it once in sword and shield because I was just getting burnt out. I would get distracted and then it would be the end of the month. And I would be like, Oh yeah, I never did that. Ah, next one I'll do it. And then it just got to the restricted cup and just never really, got interested so i want to get to master ball every single season i've already done it this this time so i got my my first one done which was pretty cool uh so i just gotta keep it going Back i do feel the need to say this for people yes. who don't know jake was like previously undefeated in the draft league that we are in so it's not like jake is like oh i can't make it to master ball no it's it he's pretty solid i'll, I'll say that solid player oh thanks man even though you just beat me and then you made sure to make sure everybody knew that you beat me but i i appreciate the uh, kind words no mercy in my dojo <laughs> fair enough fair enough so what's a, another resolution you have me oh um i want a top cut i want a top cut at least one set of regionals like at that point where it's like oh here's his polka pace and it's gonna be like oh he used like an ortho worm why you know i i want to be i want to make it top cut i i feel like we've been in this for so long that i i feel like i i would feel like i cheated myself if i didn't top cut ever 
I like that. That's cool. You want to end up on the VGC Pokey Paste links. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, what, Spicer's friend made it on there. I think that was surprising. His was the Dreadnought team. That oh, yeah, I've, I, I've seen people run that team, too. And it's just like, that's pretty cool. Like, you actually know that guy. Mm-hmm. Tyler, you got another one? I do. And to me, I think it's like the most important one. Uh, I just want to have fun. I feel as competitors, we tend to get lost in the competitive aspect of Pokemon. But really, at the end of the day, like, I'm just doing something that I have a passion for which is, you know, Pokemon, whether it be battling, you know, or what have you, with people around me that share that same passion. And honestly, that just means more to me than winning any competition. Very cool. Yeah, I like that. Another one that's inspirational, but also um, important to remember that, yes, it can be frustrating. It can be difficult if you get hacked out or, you know, flinched or paralyzed or something like that. But at the end of the day, we are all playing something that we really enjoy and uh, is supposed to bring us happiness so i think that's important to remember another one for me tony mentioned it already i'd like to win a draft league i think that'd be really cool i got close i got to the got to the finals of a couple of them but just couldn't seal the deal so i definitely like to to get my first one and uh you know i don't know just have that feeling i think that'd be that'd be really neat pardon my ignorance here what is a draft league oh man you are in for a treat okay so uh, a Pokemon draft league is where you and I don't know, X number of players. We typically do leagues of 16. So it's you and 15 other players or coaches will pick from a pool of Pokemon and it'll be either like national decks. So you can pick from everything or right now we are doing all of the Pokemon from the Paldean region. So that's everything in the decks like series one plus you could also pick from paradox and the ruinous quartet and so you go like a draft like you would fantasy football or something like that and each person gets to draft a one of of that pokemon have them on their team in a team of 11 or team of 12 sometimes you do like tiers where you know Goldengo is S or A or something like that, or like Claude Sire is a D, D tier, and then you can have like one S and one A and three three C tiers and whatnot. You build your team that way, and then you battle people on a week-to-week basis. And those were just really fun. It's because it's like you're not facing the same, you know, 12 Pokemon on the ladder all the time. You're getting to face off against some really unique combinations of stuff and, you know, underused Pokemon. You make trades and free agency acquisitions and whatnot. My favorite part is uh, you get to name your team and make a logo. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Like you'll see like, oh, the Cincinnati Red Gyarados or you'll see like Drift Vale Dragonites and the stuff killer like bee that. Drills. The Killer Bee Drills. It's a sick logo. I know. I have to thank my wife for that. Shout out to my wife. Yeah. So we actually we host the <laughs> Draft League on like from the from the main server so when we well we just we usually just you know post to see if people want to participate and you should definitely join if you're interested they're a lot of fun they can also be extremely time consuming and you can get obsessed with it but they are also very fun yeah the next time you guys do one please by all means and invite me i would i would love to at least try it out and see if you know it's something i'm interested in it sounds like a lot of fun yeah it's definitely uh it's it's good practice in between 
like when you're when there was no season that's what we were doing and it was just like it was like mentally thinking like oh what if this actually worked what if they actually make it in the game do i use this again like i had a a lowland muck last time mm-hmm. and now that muck is in it it's like home oh, lowland muck will be back and it's like do i do i want to bring them back they're also cool too because you can make really weird ev spreads because sometimes if you're facing a, a team that is all trick room you don't have to run any speed where with a Pokemon that you would typically run like max speed, max attack or max special attack. You can just run all HP if you want, or you can just EV a specific speed stat to hit a specific number to be able to outspeed something or a threat, or we can get some really weird Terra's like after the game, Spicer and I were talking about, Oh, had we gone grass Terra on something, then we wouldn't have been able to be put asleep by spore that you would never grass Terra that Pokemon or like prankster mons are really good, obviously, but then you have a move pool like Murkrow does. And it's like, sometimes you don't even need tailwind because it can do so much other stuff. Uh, last one, Tony, what's your last goal? My final goal for my pokey resolution 2023 is i want to make it to worlds because it's in japan and i want to go to japan and then i want to retire from competitive like i'll I'll still be there but i i don't i don't know if i'd want to do another tour i want to make it to worlds i want this to be like my my going out with the blaze of glory you know taking you know whoever's going to be allowed to worlds and then i'll just be like i'll be that guy i'll be that hound doom guy That'll be your Swana song. That'll be my Swana song. Yeah, having it be in Japan this year, that's going to be really cool for for the people to go to Worlds. I like your last one here, Tyler. What's your uh, What's your last Poké resolution? So, I dude, I I just I want to battle Cybertron so bad, so bad. I get that. He he seems he seems like a really great guy. I I look up to him a lot. He's very analytical. Um, He he explains things really well. And I think he'd be quite the worthy opponent. And by that, I mean, he would most likely trounce me, but it would be an absolute blast. No, it's like we were talking about last, or I guess a couple episodes ago. There's just people like you and you and I, you and me, you know? So, you know, a good read here or a nice prediction there. And you can certainly come out on top and maybe you'll end up on, on YouTube, which would be kind of cool. I think as an adage to that, if I could just build a team cool enough for him to use one, that'd be nice too. I think that would be really cool. I agree. I think my, my last poker resolution for 2023 is I just want to go to a regional. I mean, I'm like, I'm a 31 year old dad, you know, I got a young, young son. Um, He's great. But it makes it difficult to be able to go out and go to regionals and spend, you know, weekends away and whatnot. And there's one in Hartford, which isn't necessarily close, but it's close enough that I can drive there. And it's like in the month of my birthday. And I'm just it'd be so cool to be able to go and do that. And I think that I, I definitely want to. I'm trying to make some make some moves to ensure that I'll be able to go and do that and uh, just get to soak in the experience, you know, and just have a good time. I'm really looking forward to 2023. I think personally, it's going to be good. I think for Pokemon, it's going to be really good. And uh, I'm sure there's a ton of stuff that could happen and that will happen that we don't even know about yet. Because as we know from the marketing cycle from Pokemon, which they still haven't even officially shown the starter evolutions, at least to my understanding, they like to keep things very close to the best. So uh, we'll see what is to come. So 
thank you all very much for listening to the VGC Trainer School podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you all have fun. Um, Happy New Year, of course, to everyone. I've been your host, Jake. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, This is Tony again, and uh, Senpai will never notice you. And I'm Tyler. I appreciate you all, and we'll talk again soon. Awesome. Wonderful. Thanks so much, guys, for joining, for coming on, for providing the great stuff. Okay. Blast dismissed. I didn't realize we were the same age. You you can't say that you're a 31-year-old dad and then, like, not make me feel old. Thanks a lot.